1: This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson.
0: I think Minnesota, I think so highly of Minnesota. Minnesota's probably like my backup team. I know it's not right to really have a backup team, but they were. I spent a lot of time in, in Minneapolis in college and stuff. Um, mm. Fast team, physical team. I feel like they're a good test. And obviously on the road trip, it didn't really go their way for them to pull off a victory versus Minnesota. And then last night, uh, things got really testy versus a team they yeah. don't see that often. Uh, Coach Cooper even mentioned that. Your biggest takeaways in what the team did well, it was a tight first 20 minutes there. And then, of course, that shorthanded um, Reaper reappeared in the second period nice and early. And then third period kind of closes out more in favor of the Bolts after, you know, a big performance by Vassy in the first 10-ish minutes, I right. would say was it a game that they leaned so much on Bassi, or would you say it was a game where they did enough good things and, or more good things than than not so good things?
1: Well, I, I, I kind of look at like that game and it's like, I kind of look at what they did in the beginning of periods and at the end of periods. Right. And, Uh you know, obviously the the shorthanded goal came and, you know, they can be like, here we go again. And this team doesn't necessarily do that very often. You know um, you know, they, they fight back, you know, the second team power, power play unit, which doesn't get that much time on the ice. And, I didn't even know this. Until I looked it up today, but like, like the power play had been over eleven in the past four games. You know, so the first yeah. team unit hadn't been hadn't been playing that well. So, you know, and while getting opportunities, so you know, to to get those kind of hard fought goals, you know, and then playing a hard fought team because, like I said, like I like Minnesota too. Like they're they're one of these teams that like if they can just get over, like they kind of remind me a little bit of the Lightning in the sense of like they're in that phase from like maybe like five five six years ago that. Yes. In that where they just need to get over the hump. And to them, the mm-hmm. hump has been St. Louis, right? But, you know, if they just get over the hump, get to a conference, you know, get through a conference final or something like that, they can be a really dangerous team for dangerous. years because they're young, yep. they have they have skill, they're physical, they're not a play, afraid to play anyway, you know, they've got good goaltending. And, you know, they're kind of almost developing that swagger, you know, that, that, that good teams really need. And that only comes by winning, and winning in the postseason. So, I do think that they're they're one of these like sneaky, sneaky like sleeping powerhouse kind of teams that if once they start getting that, that they're going to be around for a while. And yeah. you know, obviously you have a, you have the star in 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 Kapersoff, but like I like some of their young young players too. I mean, Erickson X, the guy who I like. You know, I mean, like Sam Steele, like some of these guys that they that they have, yes. um, you know, Addison's a guy that like, you know, in, in that game in Minnesota, like he was rifling, uh, rifling shots like Victor Hedman from the point, you know, they've got some guys, you know? And so I think one thing, there were a couple of things that kind of came to like, play going into this one was one, I think they had a sour taste in their mouth from the way the bro trip ended and they want to get back on ice. They knew that, you know, as, they, as they've talked about that, you know, it just put more pressure on them to play well at home against three really good teams, you know, I mean, it doesn't stop after this. You know, they got Boston tomorrow, and they've got um, the LA Kings on on Saturday. So, you know, this is a stretch where you know you look and you're like, okay, we if we're gonna get points, we're gonna have to really fight for them. And they knew that going in. And secondly, the game in Minnesota was such a weird one because it was a five-one final, but there's so much stuff that happened because Vasilevsky was supposed to start, then he gets sick. Elliot yes, has to start on, on the yes. second straight night, a second straight night that, and and we knew that this was a last minute change because Elliot actually worked out that morning and thinking that he wasn't going to play that night. Oh. So this was a last minute thing for Brian Elliott thinking like, you know, you know, nine o'clock, you know, whatever it is, seven 30 game. And he's being told when he gets off the bus at six, you know, six o'clock, Hey, suit up. You're going to have suit to play up. the Minnesota wild who has a bunch of guys who can score goals, you know, and, and you're going to be, you know, really, you know, tricky in front of the net too. So, you know, I think there was that. Um, you know, that first goal that they scored against them was off Nick Purvis to skate in Nick Purvis is homecoming in Minnesota. So, you know, there, there's a couple another, another puck went off a skate, I think, or, or off, off someone in front. So it wasn't the five, one goal score probably wasn't indicative on how close and closely contested that game was. And obviously some of these games, when you look at probably all the games where the, where the lightning allows six or six, like five or six goals, they're all empty net goals that they allow late because Cooper will pull the goalie for the extra attacker. And they just, it hasn't worked out for them. Like I actually asked him about this in Seattle. It's like, you know, I'm working on something on it. It's kind of like, what are you, I didn't say it this way, but like, how do you process, like what are you thinking when you choose to pull the goalie? Because it kind of hasn't, hasn't really worked for you because like, because my, my theory on it, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but like my theory on it is kind of like, is if you're, if if you're behind because you're struggling to possess the puck, like, mm-hmm. isn't that going to carry over even well, if you have an extra man? And yes. his his theory is that there's sometimes when he senses and and, he, and he's very thoughtful about it, as John Cooper already is. It's like you take a gauge of the bench and like how they feel, and it's like so if they just if you feel that they just need that little extra push, or if you feel that like. They just need that. Like we need another body out there to to even have a chance to get back in this game. That's when you do it. Mm. But like my thing was like, well, you guys have been chasing the puck all night, and then all mm-hmm. it takes is, is and, w- w- which is what happened in Minnesota on the empty net goal, is basically you know they're in the zone and a puck to the point skips over Ross Colton's stick and it gives you know the the, the, the Wild a breakaway goal that made it five one, and. Um, so like all it takes is one thing. And if you're not feeling it, like you're not feeling it, like it's not going to change in the third period because all of a sudden you've got an extra dude out there, you know? <laughs> so like uh, I've had some conversations with them about that. And, but that game to, to, you know, to, to make my point is that that game wasn't necessarily as, as.
0: Defeating score, as it looked.
1: What the score indicated. And I think they wanted to show that, you know what I mean? They wanted to show that like, that was kind of fresh in their mind. It was only like three weeks ago. So you know, they wanted to, to show that like for a team that's so good and has accomplished so much, there's there's amazing how much these guys do still play with a chip on their shoulders and right. with every single thing they do, you know, and you see it in practice, you know, like there's guys like Victor Hedman who hate to lose in like, you know, small ice drills, you know, in the middle of practice. <laughs> like they'll complain <laughs> so competitive. If, you know, they'll they'll talk trash, you know. If 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 Vasilevsky lets a goal in, he's in practice, he's mad. You know, so like, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons that they've gotten this far. But you know, I do think that there was a couple things that play there that you know mentally that that they came into this goal with kind of a little bit of a of an edge. And they started off slow, no doubt, um, but they they kind of got their legs later on. And you know, when you get honestly, I think when you get two goals from your second team power play unit, it does give you a boost. You know, because you can you can you know you're you're not gonna always get it from your from your top guys, and Mm -hmm. to get it from you know those guys, get from Corey Perry to get it from, you know, Ross Colton being a big part of that, you know, I think it kind of helps you. And then they withstand that surge early in the third where Vasilevsky basically just like keeps them in the game. And, you know, and then at that point, it's just these guys have, they do have a calm when they reach their third period and tie game. I think they're 10 and five in in games when they're tied after two. So they have a, a way to pull it out. And that's from doing, you know, doing that in the postseason And they're like, you know, what, like, what's so hard about pulling out a game against Minnesota on January 23rd? You know, like we pulled out games in, you know, in Nassau Coliseum in game six of the you know Eastern conference finals or, you know, in Toronto in a game seven, you know, when do or die game seven. So like, why do we, you know, like big deal. <laughs> why well, you know? blink
0: at many? Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Right. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, like I said, I think, you know, they, they kind of, and this was one that I think they could honestly be, be proud of, you know, how they are sometimes after games, so where they win and right. you know, they're kind of like, you know, they, they're not, too happy about two points but i think this one was one because they know how good minnesota is and i think that they know that like they are one of those teams that you know is a legitimate cup contender and um Mm -hmm. you know you take you take two from them in a hard-fought game that really kind of had a postseason vibe to it you know it's like the physicality of that game like you said with the fights with the you know just the the, some of the, the the stuff that was going on against the boards and even some of the no calls you know like you
0: know, some
1: of those things happened in the postseason, though, like they let them play a lot in the postseason. And that's kind of the vibe that that game had. So I think they came out of that feeling good because of all those reasons, because it kind of reminded them a little bit of like what it's like to play in, you know, in, in, in April and May and June. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're a fitting opponent for that because they they have all that stuff that on paper, they have all that stuff that that should carry a team, you know, pretty far in the postseason
0: Yeah. And Minnesota packs a good punch. Like I, I love the level of competition that they bring to the ice, especially because their fourth line was very commanding last night. So it also taught the bolts, like you got to be prepared for every guy that comes on the ice. You've got to stay on top of it. And that's great practice because as you mentioned, Boston's coming up, LA Kings are coming up. You've got Fiala on a tear. You've got Kempe who is just sneaky good. And another guy not really talked about as much in the league. Um, We know when it comes to Boston, it's all about Pasta, Creechie. Their goaltending is ridiculous. Um, Predictions for (laughs) versus Boston, do they pull off a W versus the Kings? Do they pull it off? And was this the right level of competition? Because their Boston games were winnable. You know, they were right there. It just took one more oomph of something for them to secure that W. And and I feel like it's due. They're due time for that victory. So uh, predictions for Thursday and Saturday.
1: I think carrying over into like from coming off of this game and coming off the road trip, I do think that they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to sleep on boss. And not that they would normally, but like, you know, they know the value of these points, you know. And when you look at the schedule, you kind of look at it in different ways. You want to get points going into these breaks. Like you want to leave like these pauses and kind of like feeling good about yourself. And it was the same thing of, you know, one of the, I, I thought on the road, one of the worst moods that they were in was after they lost in Detroit uh, and it was the last game before the Christmas break. And it was supposed to be the oh, second yeah. last game, but they had found before found out before the game, that the game in Buffalo was going to get postponed because of the, the storm that was coming to Buffalo, so. but they were in the worst mood in that locker room. I had a tough time getting a player to talk <laughs> into that locker room because they were so upset about it. And they, and they really do like look at it in that way. So I don't think they, I think they've looked at these three games as kind of this, this grouping of, of, Really tough games against tough teams that they're going to really have to fight for. And I don't think, I think they're going to, they're going to know that, you know, versus maybe, you know, I want to say maybe the game in Boston was the second half of a back to back or the first half. I want to say it was a second half of a back to back. I think it played in Philly the, na- the day before, I think. And the only reason I remember is because I think I, my flight, I got, I got really messed up on I my stuck. flight. Like, and I literally walked into the TV arena like an hour before game time. So I think it was a, oh
0: my God, a, a
1: game, a game that was like, I think I was flying in from somewhere else. So um, commercial travel is really tough these days yes. for the record, but um,
0: <laughs> it's, it's gone downhill. That's for sure.
1: Right. So, but um, I don't think they're going to, I don't think anyone's going to like, I don't think they're going to sneak up on them. So, I mean, obviously they're Boston too, you know, they're the best team in the league right now, but, um, but I think I, again, I think you're going to see kind of that physicality too, you know, you're going to see them bring that out in each other, you know, you know, Minnesota was maybe it's a little surprising. Cause like you said, these are teams that don't see each other very often, even though they saw each other, you know, earlier this month. But you know, there's no love lost between these teams from years, you know. And, and for the most part, the thing about it that carries over is that it's the same cast of characters in a lot of ways. So, you know, these guys have histories and and um, they all kind of, you know, they, they fought, they've fought these battles before. So I expect another kind of one of these tight games where you're going to see a lot of skill, but it's going to be tough to find space and time. And like, I think the big thing is going to be, You know, how do some of the lightning skill position players try to find that? You know, how can they kind of grasp Mm -hmm. that? You know, whereas in the Minnesota game, it was tough to to find, you know, like, you know, I think Stamko's had like nine shots and he actually has that big goal. But like, you know, some of these guys, you know, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, like, you know, Braden Point's at his best when he's able to like think entering the zone and react and like come in and create his time and space. And sometimes he doesn't have it and he just dances around guys and, we're watching the clips of it, it's like eliminated. you know, years later. But um, you know, I think that's going to be kind of the key for some of these big guys to kind of you know find the scoring opportunities, but also not like be so tactical about it. Like I think we've seen sometimes where some of the, the the top lines they kind of can. I mean, let's face it; they pass too much, oh, right? Because oh they're looking gosh, for yeah. the, because they're looking for the perfect shot, versus just mm-hmm. like you know the way they got back in this game last night was put pucks in net. Just put bucks on net and, you know, yep. really focus on your retrieval game, keep possession in your zone, and it'll all work out. And I think yeah. against a team like Boston, um, that's important. And obviously, I think the one thing that was lacking in some of those other games is just kind of the coverage in their back end. Like, I remember some of those games was just like, I think the, the when the, the game in Boston, the, the goal the Pastor Knox scored was just like, there was no one even close to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so like, Get back to you know the, protecting the, your your front of the net and playing from there. You know, like start there and go out, and that's and then and that'll even create your own offense too. So I think that's that's a big thing. And I think you know you we'll know a lot about them from how they play early on. I think if they're protecting yeah. the net and they're not giving Boston all those scoring opportunities that maybe they have in in some of those other games, um, the game at Boston is the one that sticks out to me the most. Is like the one I think. I just feel like they were completely outshot and they were like, they just weren't like, you know, they were just kind of like outmanned a little bit, you know, and like sometimes yeah,
0: it took the third line to kind of give them any sort of synergistic action going. And even then you can't heavily just rely on the third line and that third line looked different than what it looks like now, obviously, but the the remaining factor being Pat Maroon, who can be a little better with the puck management situation. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think honestly, when you think about it, like it kind of just starts, Literally right in front of their own net, protecting that area, and you know going out from there. I think they do that. You know, things gonna be like one, probably one goal game. You know, barring empty netters or something like that. But like, I think, I think if they play that way, you know, they can win this game. And, you know, but it's I don't think they're gonna win a game that's gonna be like a five six game. I think it's gotta be like no. a three two or two okay, one something like that.
0: I'm seeing like two goals each in an overtime. I feel like we're doing see that just yeah. A- Panicked over time, and why not do it versus Boston and then the LA Kings? You know, you've got Fiala, you've got Kempe, you've got Kopitar, um, and a few other sneaky guys in the mix there. But I feel like they do well with containing teams like the LA Kings because it's not like they're the fastest team out there, they just have a skill set to them to where if you give them any sort of time and space, they could take advantage of it. Um, so any thoughts on if they're going to pull off another W or AW on Saturday or, uh, if they let that one slip
1: through. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the time they played them was uh, I think it was early in the road trip, the West coast road trip early in the season. I think, you know, that mm-hmm. was one that I want to say there was some special teams play that, that really kind of came the factor in that one. But like, I mean, they're, they're, it's always tough when you play a team that you don't see very much. And like, they're one of those teams that like, they're really not in their peripheral very often, you know, like, the Minnesota right. game, obviously, like I said, they played them three weeks ago. So you haven't played this team since, I think, October or November. So, like, they're not in your peripheral. You're not really thinking about them that much. So those are ones that can be sneaky, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you when you are a good team like like the Kings that is fighting for points. You know what I mean? Like, they're fighting for that Western Conference standings right now. It's like teams are going – I think they're pretty well positioned right now. But, like, you know, teams are jumping in and out of those, like, seven, eight spots yeah. right now every single day, you know, and good teams. You know, like – you know, Calgary's and Edmonton's and, and teams like that, and Minnesota's, you know. I think Minnesota fell out of the playoff, sp- playoff spot yesterday with their loss, you know. So, you know, in the West, it's a little bit more – um these times, you know, when you look at points and trying to get them every night, they're probably a little bit more important in the West than maybe they are in the East. You know, like like – I'm not saying the Lightning are sleeping on that, but, like, the Lightning look can look at the standards and be like, listen, we're in pretty good shape in, in third place mm-hmm. – in the, in, in the, in the Atlantic. I think, you know,
0: they have some think, breathing room and right. the points of who's a, a, well, below them, I guess I would say. Right. I think Florida
1: like six or seven points behind them for that third place spot, you know, and, and Florida is coming on, you know, like they're, they're playing a lot better than maybe they were, you know, obviously Long earlier than. in the year, but, you know, so you're <laughs> going to come in here and you're going to come in here against a team that's, that's hungry for points, especially with their last game, you know, before the break, you know, they're going to want to push and, and so I think that's going to be a tough one too, um, obviously, but um it'll be interesting. I, I'm kind of curious to see, like, who plays a net, too, for the, for the Lightning. Like, I would think maybe that's a Brian Elliott game, maybe. You know? Um, I'm not not sure, you know, but um, to give Vassie some time before he goes to the All-Star game. But um, so I think personnel wise, though, obviously, the, the, it's another one of those things where I think you're going to have to see some balance, you know, to, to the offensive contributions, you know, like, you know, the, the Kings have some guys and um I think that th- that's going to be one that, you know, they're going to be really hungry to get points. I'm not I'm not familiar with how much what where they're at on their road trip right now, but obviously at the end of it. So, you know, for that's teams cool. coming, you know, coast to coast and playing where they're playing, like it's it's that's a tough that's a tough feat at the end. Like you saw on Calgary. That's a tough feat for any team. The lat that last game yeah. is tough. So you gotta pounce on them early. And I think if they do, you know, you can kind of, you know, maybe, maybe get a get away with two points there. Um
0: Mm-hmm. but you can't
1: fall behind a team like that that's i think that's that's kind of the big part with with that game you know you can't you can't fall behind chase a game like that because they are a team that can kind of like they get a lead and i remember that's one thing i do remember from that last game it's like they get a lead and like they can kind of just like put you to sleep a little bit you know
0: yeah it's like when they get a lead, they do well with throwing teams out of their structure and we know how the lightning you know if they can't formulate their structure, then they kind of struggle and stuff. So that's where the Kings can be pretty dangerous there. Are you going to the NHL all-star game weekend next weekend?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think I'm going to the game. It's still trying to figure it out, but the, the weird thing is like, obviously lightning open up in sunrise two days later. So I'm still kind of formulating. My if you want to stay out there
0: that long. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, I don't necessarily yes. want to stay out there for that long, but maybe I might maybe cover the events and then stick around for that game. So I'm not quite sure gotcha. yet. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, I don't I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do a lot of traveling, so you have all the room to figure it out. At least it's one of the funner parts of the season. I finally get to go to my first one, and I've wanted to go for years, so I'm soaking it all in. But, Ed, thank you so much, uh, not only for joining us, but just the amazing perspective, the insight, so much information. Guys, be sure to follow Ed Cena because not only is he at every single practice, but he's got all the information that you are going to want regarding your favorite team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And yes, I said your favorite team. In order to catch this episode with Ed and to catch Ed's content, check out his app right there, if I can point in the right direction, to hit him with that follow. Follow us at Pucks and Bolts, as well as downloading that Odyssey app, searching Pucks and Bolts, hitting the auto-download button to stay up-to-date when we have amazing guests like Ed on or when we have episodes doing recaps, breakdowns, or previews of any games coming down the pipeline. And as you guys know, we're going to be bringing you all of the entertaining insights when it comes to the NHL All-Star Weekend. So download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto-download button. Thank you so much for joining us for a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts.